What is up, everybody? It is Thursday, December, what is it, the 2nd? Let's have ourselves a show here, people. You're listening to The Matt Ramage Show, presented by Quick Trip. everybody thank you for tuning in whether you're watching on youtube if you're listening to us afterwards on the podcast i appreciate you make sure to subscribe over on youtube you know follow on facebook and listen to the podcast on itunes spotify and all the places uh just search for the matt ramage show and you can listen to all my podcast situations all right so we got a cool guest today we got a cool guest we have a real smart person i put it on the whiteboard so it's got to be true you know what i mean we have a smart person joining us uh i'm gonna get to that though Real quick in a minute. He's going to be joining here in just a, just a few minutes. But before we jump into this thing, I want to talk to you about Quick Trip because they got a good deal going on right here, people. You see this shirt right here? You can get this shirt for free. All right, people listening to the podcast, it is a Quick Trip green and yellow uh, Quick Trip shirt. If you spend $20 at QuickTripMerch.com, they're going to hook you up with a Quick Trip green and yellow shirt. Just got to put my promo code in there. Uh, Matt, so head on over to quicktripmerch.com, spend $20, use promo code Matt, and you get yourself a free shirt. You know, it's that green and yellow color, baby, you know what I mean? So uh, go check out quicktripmerch.com and get yourself a free shirt. I like this shirt. I'm going to be wearing it. I just got it today. You know what I mean? Let's put this thing. Let's set it up real nice and whatnot. You know what I mean? But all right, so the guest for today. I'm not good at setting things up, people. But uh, we have a fun guest today, all right? Someone who I've wanted to talk to for quite some time. Oh, hang on. Let, let, let me get out of here. Go ahead and visit quicktripmerch.com. But I'm going to check out the comments real quick before. Uh, yeah, free. Free Big B. You get yourself a free Quick Trip shirt just by spending $20 at quicktripmerch.com. All right. Anyways, what is up? Uh, Wes is going to be in the building here in just, uh, just a few minutes. Uh, what is up, everyone who's tuning in? Uh, dude, I, I'm actually pretty excited about this. I've never, I've, I've been following Wes for like a long time and he's someone who, you know, I, I think he's one of the, you know, the guys people love. And, uh, I, I talked to him when I was on a little bit, when I was on the Cheesehead TV for the, the AJ Dillon show. I think we were on at the same time at one point, we were on something at the same time, but, uh, Wes is good people. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's been good. Uh, I, I asked some questions on Facebook I asked some questions on Twitter, so I'm, I'm going to try to get to some of those as well. I think it's going to be good. You know what I mean? Uh, Wes, I actually saw Wes b- before he jumps in this thing. I'll tell a little story. I saw Wes one time when, when I was at Lambeau Field for the uh, uh, Quick Trip. Uh, I wouldn't say commercial, but like the video stuff we did with Quick Trip. I, I saw Wes walking by. I was going to talk to him, and I was like, oh, but he was on his phone. You know what I mean? He was zoned in. So I, I, <laughs> I didn't want to bother him. You know what I mean? But uh, so – for people who don't know, let me. Uh, I got a. I got a banner over here for this, just for the situation. Coming on the show today, Wes uh, Hotchkowitz. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. I don't want to say his name wrong, especially when he's in there. I think that's the most disrespectful thing to say to, to say to a person. But uh, make sure that, you know for the people who are watching live, make sure you know hammer some questions in the comments, and I'll try to get to some. And I'm also gonna for the people who who are uh, responding on Twitter to my tweet. Uh, questions for him. It's going to be a good show, people. We're going to have a good time. You know, I, I had a few beers in me. I'm having a good time. I just trolled some Viking fans on the internet. Viking fans are the easiest fan base to troll. I just had to do that. You know I mean? I didn't want to do it, but I saw this post come up. I had to do it. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it, it it's what has to happen. But uh, let, let's get to some comments here. Let me check out who, who's vibing, who's up in this thing. What is up? What is up? Uh, he says, uh, he's pretty cool. Matt is I, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. I, I think Wes is probably one of the most, uh, known. Oh, he's jumping on this thing now. So let's just add him. You know what I mean? Look at what is up, Wes? How you doing? Hey buddy. How's it going? You like this graphic I got for you? That, that is quite the professional graphic that you've designed there. It's, uh, it's funny. I, I mentioned, uh, there was another gentleman I did a show with a, a while back. 
And he was taking uh, like one of my headshots and I'm like, man, that seems so formal. Like the one when they make us wear like a suit and like yeah. do like the whole like Evan Siegel portrait mode. I'm like, I want something a little less formal. So this is what ultimately we went to, which I don't even think is actually a photo. I think that's like a screenshot from like a Packers daily or something like that. What that is, I think I, I screenshot it from your Instagram. I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to go with this one where you were just like relaxed. I, I think on the Packers bench or yeah. in, in the fans. <laughs> but uh, I wanted to make sure everyone knew, you know, that you had the package either. But hey, I appreciate you taking the time, especially on a, on a bye week. Well, do you want to uh, hear the coolest story of all? I do, I do. So I actually, this shows you how much I wanted to do this show, Matt. Um, I drove, I'm at work, obviously, as you can see, I don't just have this set up in my house. I was going to do this at home. I told you I was going to do this yeah. at home and I got all the way back to Swamico. So if you, if you're at Lambo, it's like probably 15, 16, 17 minutes back to Swamico. I was pulling in my driveway and I realized I didn't bring my microphone with me. So all I was going to have is like the laptop mic. So I drove all the way back to Lambo because I wanted to actually have decent audio and not like some crazy thing where you hear dogs in the bar in the background and things like that. So here I am. It, it was fate to do it here. Dude, that is dedication. First of all, I appreciate it. I, I wouldn't have been mad. Like if you didn't have the, the best audio in the world. So you didn't, you didn't have to do all that for this little thing that we got going on here. <laughs> I, I wanted, I, you know, I I've done those interviews though before, and I've had to ask people to do interviews before and, you know, God bless technology with internal microphones on computers, but they're just, it's not where it needs to be. So when the pandemic started way back when, and we had to shoot some stuff from home, they, they hooked me up with all this audio equipment. So I, anytime I can use it, I try to put it to good use. Yeah. So I, I I think that your job is like really interesting because like there's a lot of like beat writers, a lot of good people who cover the Packers. Uh, but like you actually work like exact like for the Packers. You're yep. so like it says like the Packers digital reporter. Like I, yep. I, I was writing that up because because I was looking to see like your exact title, and I was like I know what it means, but like <laughs> what is that? And how do you get that job? Well, so what happened was I left the Press Gazette in Green Bay Press Gazette in April of 16. I, I jumped ship and came over here. And at that time, I was a staff writer. And it, it made sense. That's the position that was coming in. Mike Spofford is our senior writer. Mike does an amazing job. Without a shadow of a doubt, the best English major grammatic, you know, grammatic, you know, grammar, everything. Just is amazing. So I was coming in as the number two. I was the, the Jordan Love, the you know, yeah. Matt Flynn, whatever you want to call it. So I, three years goes by and we're doing more stuff with video. You know, it's just Larry, right? For the, the video stuff. There's no number two there. So Spoff and I get pulled in quite a bit on video for, for good or for worse. And finally, I, I ended up going up to my boss and I was like, you know, can we switch my title up a little bit just because I, I felt like staff writer wasn't really accurate and I wasn't like I wanted some huge raise or anything. There was no raise, but yeah. I wanted something that was more, you know, representative of everything I do here. And, and ultimately they kind of left me with a pen and, a you know, an open notebook and let me figure that out. And that's kind of what I came up with. Yeah, I, I, it actually makes sense because me, <laughs> like I, I'm an Internet person. Like, yeah, I, I know what it means, but like, I, I, I don't know, I. I think it's cool because you work like I was just telling this be before you came on when I was doing that uh, quick trip video thing at Lambeau Field. I saw you. Yeah, but you <laughs> you were walking to the parking lot, but you were zoned in. So yeah, I, I didn't say was no no, and I, I'm the same way most of the time in my life. Zoned well, in, and, and I'm definitely working. I I mentioned this to you when we did the the cheesehead thing too. Like I'm uh I, I wish I was smart enough to be like do like three things at one time. But like, I'm always like, I always get that too. Like at practice, like you look so serious. Cause I can't really think, uh, otherwise, like if I'm dialed in or if there's an email on our phones now and all that stuff, um, I kind of get zoned in. I always feel bad about that one though. Like no, I remember no. when you telling me that I'm like, Oh shoot. I wish you would have said hello. You know, I, I, I could have just been like, Hey, <laughs> you, <laughs> it, happens. it does happen. So it's, <laughs> I wasn't it's sure before. if you would even know like who I was or whatever. So I didn't oh, want to just like geez. come up to you and like run up on you and <laughs> be like, what's up? That was, a cool. I, I would have known who you were. We would have been, we would have been good. All right. But, uh, <laughs> all right. So I, there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. 
I want to like I know a lot of people want like Packer questions like uh yeah. updates because uh I have a, a smart person I, I put it on the whiteboard I don't know if you can see I said talking Packers with a smart oh, person oh I like that it, it, it doesn't always happen over here on this show <laughs> my last guest was Corey Benke and I was pretty sloshed that oh, night jeez I <laughs> hope you I hope you had like someone doing like the beeping you know like the censorship in the the background <laughs> to be able to clean some of that up yeah it, actually I, I told him I was like hey it's a family show you know what I mean. <laughs> Presented by Quick Trip, like, with this. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I noticed, like, because uh, I did, I just got monetized on YouTube, and they're like, we can't monetize this. I was like, it's probably because Corey Benke was in a title, <laughs> and they were just like, we just assume he said some <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a he's a wild one. I, I did a I did a couple shows with uh, with Corey. I actually had a ton of fun with him last year during the playoff run too. I think we got one in, or maybe that was two years ago now. But yeah, Corey Corey's good people. Yeah, I think uh, like. Uh, I'll just say it's like Corey is probably one of the smartest people that people don't realize how yeah. smart he is. Like I yeah. always talk about this. Like when I talk to like, you know, guys who are like reporters and stuff, like the smart people, but Corey is actually really smart, but he just doesn't want you to know about it. Exactly. And in that same vein, like Corey's also like super successful and like, yeah, again, he's... doesn't want anybody to know about it, but you know, th- those are the best types of people though, Matt. And I know, like, I know he's what, I think Corey's from brilliant, but I mean, like th- that's the cool thing about Northeastern Wisconsin is like there's the people that are here and I know he's more of a transplant now in New, out in New York and coming back and forth but like that's one of the reasons I've enjoyed this journey whether it's been with the Packers even when I was at the 10 years I was with the Press Gazette is that I'm from here I, I feel like I know this community and the way this community is really you know not just with football like anything right I mean like yeah. it's they it's a it's a welcoming area and that's been probably the the coolest thing as far as being on this side of just feeling it and meeting people like Corey and being able to kind of enjoy those relationships. Yeah, I I, I think it's cool because I, I wasn't sure if you were if you were from the Green Bay area. Or... Born and raised. Yeah, I, the, I went the whole gamut too. K through twelve out in Howard Swamico. Went to UWGB. Worked at the newspaper. I, I got linked up at the Press Gazette when I was eighteen, and uh, here here we are. <laughs> All right. So I I want to get some football stuff, but I, I'll ask you this because people. Uh, like like Joey, like Joey the Jaguar, Big B, who I know are both watching this. Yeah. So like, if somebody wants to like get where where you're at, like what what is some advice that that you would give someone to like you know that that well, wants to do what you're doing? That's the neatest thing, Matt, because I, I the story I always like to tell is when I started working at the Press Gazette, I remember it was the coolest thing in the world when I finally got my my face in the paper. Like not that I was trying to be like. Oh, you know, vain or anything like that. I, I look like an idiot when you go back and look at the photo, but like it was that it was that rare for, for the first five, six years I was there. I was just a byline. People didn't see my face. And then suddenly the explosion of the internet and the explosion of social media, uh, it made you more of a, a brand. It made you more of an entity. It made you have a more face-to-face interaction with your audience. And I think that's the coolest thing. And when people ask me nowadays about breaking in, I mean, the amount of advantages that potential writers, potential broadcasters, potential, you know, content producers have over when I got in, which was just try to link up, get a prep job, you know, be able to be a sports clerk, find ways just to get your foot in the door. Well, there's a million different ways to go in the foot, get your foot in the door. And if you can't find something to be able to help you with that, you can sometimes just shove it in yourself. And, and I think that's the, the one thing I try to explain to kids now, especially with how competitive the environment is coming out of college. And, and, and you know, there's only so many jobs and the newspaper, you know, demographics have changed and, and being able to find, you know, steady employment. It's really betting on yourself and understanding that, OK, you know, some of these things might be more difficult, but y- y- there, there's a path forward. And I think you're seeing it a lot with, you know, the, the people and the the entities, the bloggers that have been cultivated, whether it be through Cheesehead TV or, you know, Acme Packers, or even, you know, you look at yourself. I mean, there's opportunity out there if you can find your audience. And I've just been lucky enough that I've been on the the steady paycheck side of it for 15 years now. And, you know, knock on wood, it'll yeah. stay that way. You're absolutely killing it. I, you seem to me like kind of one of the fan favorites, like people, like when I was talking about <laughs> you coming on, everyone was like, yo, Wes, he's a man. So like, do you get noticed like walking around town, like being around? 
Sometimes, uh, yeah. I mean, but I don't think that's because, like, oh, it's West Hawkins. <laughs> no, I think it's just that we're in Green Bay and everybody kind of recognizes each other, yeah. you know. But yeah, um, it's more more around Lambo. People will be like, you know, they'll they'll say hello every once in a while. My favorite story of all. I don't know if you ever heard this one, but Larry McCarran, obviously, Larry's office is like right outside this door for our studio. And Larry had a great one-liner a couple of years ago. I think we ended up using it on Packers Daily. Was you know Larry's walking around. People when they see Larry McCarron, you yeah. know who Larry McCarron is, right? If you don't know, just look at the hand. You'll figure it out. <laughs> but anyway, he was walking down to practice one day, and some people actually came up to him. Was like, "Excuse me, sir." And Larry's ready for the whole like, you know, all right, I'm Larry yeah. McCarron. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. But what happened was they're like, "Hey, can can you show us where the Packers Hall of Fame is, <laughs> and then and then Larry's like, oh, yeah, you know, I just go, go that way. But like it, it, you know, that is it. Sometimes that's what it is too. You know, like, oh, excuse me, and it's like, no, you just they just want to know where the nearest restaurant yeah, is. Yeah, that, <laughs> that that's yeah. It it keeps you humble just a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, no, and it and it's just fun. Like the number one thing I've always tried to do, and my wife is probably the one that gets the biggest credit for that. Is you know, I, I always. There's a situation unfolded in 15, 2015. I won't go into all the details of it, but basically, long story short, the interview subject I was trying to get with that had some Packer connections left me sitting in a hotel room at Walt Disney World the entire day. My family, my wife, and my mother-in-law, they went out into the park. I was sitting in our hotel room all day uh, trying to wait for this interview. It never actually happened. I literally sat in a hotel room in Disney World for you know, 14 hours. And when we were on our way home, my wife and I were, we were just had stopped to get food. We were driving back to green Bay. It's like a day or two later in a radio station called and asked if I could like do an appearance on there. And I didn't really feel like doing it. I, I was like, eh. And she got on me so hard about that. Cause she's like, you just sat in a hotel room for 12 hours waiting for somebody to call you back that said it was going to call you back with the, when arranged time and it didn't happen. And now someone is asking for you to actually do an interview and you're going to, you're going to ghost them. And that really hit home with me. So for like the last six years, like, I think that's the number one thing I've tried to do is make myself accessible because I'm literally no one. So like, if somebody really wants to talk to me or if someone wants to say hello, or if we're at a Packers pep rally and someone wants me to sign a cheese head, it's, I think I'm devaluing your cheese head, but I mean, yeah. like I always <laughs> say yes, because like I, it's really the least you can do, especially to the people who are basically responsible for, for me having a job. Oh yeah. I, 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 I think the same thing. It's rare. But like when people like, like are happy to see me or whatever, you <laughs> want me to chug a beer or something, but yeah, I, 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 I'm just glad people even want to talk to me. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, cause that's the thing, dude, like, you know, it too. I mean, we are completely subject to people clicking on our stories, watching our videos, listening to our podcasts. They yeah. don't want to do it. They don't have to do it. There's a literally a thousand podcasts. Yeah, there's now. so many. So I, like, like, what yeah. you engage with is what you engage with. Yeah, because like uh, I live stream during the game, mm -hmm. kind of my reaction. Yeah, and there's so many great people that do like she said TV, Tom Grouse, all these guys. So like I'm shocked that people even watch me. Yeah. So I'm like, especially during that time. Because but that's so why, like you said, that's why it's humbling, and it's it's humbling that that people connect with you. And and by the way, I do it too. Like I, I'm not like a huge NFL type person. I, I try to, in my free time, I try, there's other interests I have, but I love content creators. And if this, for whatever reason, ever worked out, like I would love to be a content creator because I just think it's, it's so neat to be able to paint on an open canvas in which you just, you make it what you want to make it. So whether it's you, you know, whether it's gross, grassy, all these guys, it, it's such a cool thing to be able to, 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 everyone to be able to put their own style on things. Yeah, and, and the great thing is too, everything's saved, right? So even if you don't catch somebody's stuff right away, you can always go back and catch it on demand. So yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. I do all types of stuff. Like I, I do the Packers stuff that I, on TikTok. I just make fun of my eyes. Like I very little <laughs> Packers. Stuff. It's, it's, it's just silliness, but uh, we're going to talk about some, some greedy Packers. We got, we got a, a, a few questions here. I, I want to get to the, get to the comments. Jamie, Cheese butt. I think you probably know her from the Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love that, Wes. So humble. Let's see what Joey said. I, I should read it first. Oh, Joey's boy. Joey, <laughs> he says, besides Adam, who else do you think the Packers try to sign at wide receiver? Oh, that's a good football question, Joey, coming in. Yeah, it is. I mean, first and foremost, you got to get Adams done. Uh, and it's such a tough spot for Adams, for the Packers, because the, it's such a weird dynamic with the APY right now with the receiver position because DeAndre Hopkins just put it out of the park, but it's a short-term contract. 
So I don't know what the solution is going to be. I never like using the, I would like to say the F word, but then that would be sound bad. But the, the franchise tag word, that's something that, you know, we have to see. We haven't seen that happen in 11, 12 years now, but you know, that's always out there too. Devante's the number one past that. I'm telling you, Matt, I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling, this offense is different when he's on the field. And I don't know. I understand. We can talk about Devondre Campbell. We can talk about the fact that Jair is going to be coming up for an extension. There's all these different guys the Packers have to address. It's a tight cap. I understand that. But I'm glad for whatever reason, it seems like the temperature is kind of cooled in terms of the, the outside reaction to MVS because I think people are starting to appreciate exactly what Quez brings to this offense. And you saw it the last yeah. two games, especially the way he's playing. Uh, this guy, the Packers have, I should say, the defenses have to attack the Packers differently when 83 is on the field. And he's becoming a playmaker, not just with the downfield ball, although we saw what he did on the 75-yard touchdown, but just the intermediate routes. You're seeing how Aaron Rodgers is, you know, attacking, you know, and finding him in the middle of the field underneath stuff. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has come such a long way, and he's a guy that I definitely think you can't overlook when we get into this offseason. Yeah, I, I think MVS is a guy I, I've been yelling for, even like when he was going through the drop situation. Everyone was like bashing on him, hating on him, because I, I just knew like he's he's so fast, he gets open. Like he, like you said, he's not only just a deep guy now. Like he 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 can do other other things, and he's not really he's I I don't know the numbers, but he's not dropping the ball. No, and and that's the thing too. This year, I, I wrote in our insider inbox the Q and A we do every day. I wrote this. It was either today or the day before. Basically, my argument was it's unfortunate that the hamstring flared up on him because he his statistic his stat line right now doesn't really reflect the impact he's having on this game and on these and on this team. Uh, and I, I just feel like you know Packer fans get so zoned in because it's their team and they're incredibly passionate. And I get it totally 120 percent, but they also don't really get a chance to see the rest of the receivers around the NFL. There aren't guys that run at the way that MVS runs. There's not guys that can do the things he does on the field. But you know what? If you actually go around and watch football every Sunday, there's guys who drop balls. There's yeah. guys that kind of don't make big plays. I, I just wish that, you know, people get so fanatical about things for the right reasons. But sometimes when you're so zoned into a single team and a single subject, you sometimes can, you know, let a situation go by where this is a fifth round pick out of USF that was a real find in 2018 and has become a bona fide playmaker for this offense. Yeah. I, I think that, it, I mean, I, I love Packer fans. I'm a Packer fan, but like some of the times they're very like short tempered, yeah. like a guy like doesn't do well. You know, they wanted like, uh, you know, Rashawn Gary was a bust. Everyone was a bust. Devante. Yeah. Devante. Yeah. yeah. I remember they, they were calling, but him. Gary too, because Gary was 21 years old and you're trying to explain to people like, Hey, he's playing a, that's a grown man's position that he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it might take a minute. And obviously like people have changed it too. And people deleted some tweets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I wasn't, Oh yeah. I, I was going to go to this Twitter question. Cause like speaking of, of Rashad Gary, I don't know if I can find it. I was going to put the screenshot up here, but like, okay, I, 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 we don't need that. Who is the guy <laughs> on defense that you think is like, like Oh, I think I saw the, this one. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was there are so many guys on yep. defense, but like who is that guy that you think is just special on defense that is just carrying? I mean, I wouldn't say carrying it, but like the, the, the biggest impact player. Yeah, and I think if I remember the question right, because I saw it on my timeline too. I think it was something along the lines of one that isn't like Jair or Zadarius or, or Rashawn or something like that. Yeah, the yeah, first... you're right here. Actually, I, I got it right here. I'm not the there you go. up here. Other than oh, uh Jair Alexander or Kenny Clark. Kenny Clark. Who would you say is our best defense player? That is fancy, though, right? That is really fancy. Uh, yo, I'm That's moving nice. up in the world. <laughs> That's really nice. Um, hey, so they kind of someone already took my thunder there. I'm going to say Devondre Campbell. Now, Rashawn Gary's been amazing, fantastic. He's done everything they've needed him to do in year three. Zadarius Smith, obviously, you want to get him back. Preston Smith too. But those guys have been in the defense the last few years, and in some combination of them, have really performed at an elite level. You're seeing this year the difference that a standout inside linebacker can make in this defense. And I give a lot of credit to Joe Barry, Kirk Olivadotti. Uh, certainly, you got to look at the scheme, the way that they've been able to utilize Devondre Campbell. But the fact of the matter is, this guy found his home. It took six years to do it. He's been in a lot of different positions. 
But listen to him. And the, the, the first analogy, he dropped it the first time on Larry McCarron in one of the post-game interviews. But him mentioning that every place he's been, he's always had to be the Robin to somebody else's Batman. Atlanta, all the resources that they put into that defense when he got drafted in 2016, Campbell was a great player for them for four years, but you had Deion Jones. You had, you know, Keanu Neal. There were other guys that all the attention was on. He goes to Arizona, somewhat similar situation. This defense really needed an every down inside linebacker. Chris Barnes is fantastic. I think he's excelling in that, that role that he's in this year. But the, the speed, the athleticism, the ranginess that Devondre Campbell brings to this defense, it's opened up my eyes, Matt, because there was a time where I was kind of like, yeah, inside backer, it's becoming a, a safety league. It's becoming a sub-package lead. I, I, I don't really think you do need to invest a lot of resources there. But this guy's changed my tune because I think you're seeing sideline to sideline speed and just being able to see what he can offer. It's, it's, it's been amazing to watch this season. Yeah. Because like, uh, I, I, I think he won defensive player of the month. Yep. And like, I, I was posting about that on Facebook. I was like, when's the last time a, a Packers defensive a middle linebacker has like won that award. I, I, I don't even know that. I think it was, I think it was Nick Con- or Nick, uh, Nick Barnett in like 2009 or 2008. Yeah, that would have to be my guess because yeah. like, that's the only time. That it could have. So, like, like I was saying, uh, like how important Rashawn Gary is to this defense, and like, and even like Rasul Douglas, obviously he's popped yeah. off. He's he's done some stuff, and and Jair, like when when he comes back in, but like I, I think Rashawn Gary is just so he's so good, and and maybe like I met him, he's such a nice guy. I'm, yeah, I'm sure, like you know that he's such like a genuine. Like we were like sitting there like doing the quick trip little promo thing we were doing. And I was just like talking to him, like it was like you wouldn't even know he's a Packer player, right? Uh, if you didn't know, and, and he's just so powerful, like on the field. Yeah, he's just, you know, even if he's getting blocked, he's just running. He grab a guy's jersey and just kind of like pull him around. I, I think Rashawn Gary is. Uh, I, I think it's hard to say who is the most and you know important and impact, but I think Rashawn Gary has to be like on a short list there. Absolutely, and and seeing him come into his own now because. You know, he played as basically a dime linebacker his first year, and I thought he did fine. It was a big learning curve. He had, you know, he had two studs in front of him, Zadarius and Preston combined for 25 and a half sacks that year. You wanted to have them on the field as much as possible. Last year, you saw him take a big step forward, but this year, with Zadarius being down, it had to be Rashawn Gary. This was his moment, especially with the amount of injuries that they've ended up having at that position, and he's been game for it. He gave Andrew Whitworth a long afternoon in that game against the Los Angeles Rams. And you're seeing his power, but you're also seeing his ability, his speed to power, the athleticism that he brings to the position. And lastly, I'll throw this in too, between him and Jonathan Garvin, and unfortunately just because of the circumstances with COVID, I haven't had a chance to actually meet Garvin in person yet. But those two guys, more than anybody, have made me have started to actually make me feel old a little bit. <laughs> um, the, the way Garvin talks too, I mean, those guys, I mean, I'm starting to feel the age difference there. Whereas for a time, even though I was a little bit older still, I kind of felt like I was still in that same range. Um, those guys are young bucks and and they are fantastic players. And I love the way they, they go about, you know, th- their disposition on things. And, and I think Gary's going to be a really special player here for years to come. Yeah. I, I, everything makes me feel old now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm at work, like training people who are like my, my son's age. Yeah. So like it, it it makes you feel older. Uh, I, I like I was on the AJ Dillon show just just the other day. Yeah, and uh, Nagler was saying it because I, I asked AJ Dillon, "Who are the guys you grew up watching?" Like, and he named like Adrian Peterson and yeah. uh, a few other guys. But uh, like all the guys, like I, I remember their draft day. Like I remember watching. And it, like as a kid, like the guys you watched, like you don't remember their draft, or like maybe you did, but like yeah. you, you were younger. But yeah, now it's like, dude, I was like thirty, <laughs> whatever when it- they got drafted. I said this during, uh, I think it was when I was at the last time I was at the combine in 2020, they, they had a bunch of, that was the year they had a bunch of kids sons, uh, like, excuse me, a bunch of former players sons, uh, at the combine, some of whom were juniors. And I remember thinking to myself, I said this to Spofford and Mike just laughed at me because there's a little bit of an age difference between us too. But I said, this is the first time Spoff that we're actually covering people whose fathers I played with in Madden, <laughs> like when I was a kid and now their children are here. I mean, it was just, it was, it was mind boggling. You look very young. I, I saw a comment over here. People are like, uh, he should grow a beard. He looks 18. Yeah. It, the beard doesn't work. I've tried. 
I've tried and, and it drives my, well, first it drives my mom nuts. Uh, but it, it, my wife's not a huge fan of it either. I, I've tried a few times. I'll, in the off season, I'll do it. When I was at the Press Gazette, I had the Brett Favre deal, right? Where I would shave like before the game and then I would go the rest of the week without shaving. Now, because we always have to do this on camera stuff, I shave yeah. more, but I, I'm not a, I, if I have a beard, I think it actually makes me look younger just because of how pathetic the actual facial hair is. Yeah, dude, I, I, I can't grow a beard. It just looks a little bit of homeless, a look, little bit of uh, someone wishes they could grow a beard <laughs> kind of look to it. <laughs> but our, about this Packers defense, because then I want to talk about the offense a little bit. Why is, like, like you know, guys are going down, guys are getting hurt, yeah. and, like, guys are stepping in, and, like, and this defense is doing good. Like, they were top three before the Vikings game. I'm not sure what they went after that because – I'm not a big ratings guy, sure, but uh, I, I assume that they're still like a top five ish or whatever. Yeah, right? and they're basically top ten in every category now. They cracked yeah. the top ten in running now. Why too. is that? Like, is it the is it the defensive coordinator? Is is it leadership? Like, because it seems like they have every excuse to kind of be slumping and be like not that great, but they're like they're balling. Okay, so I'll, I've answered this in inbox before, and I kind of broke it down into three parts. Right, one, I think you got to give credit to Joe Barry. Um, if for no other reason, the fact that this guy came in with a new system with new philosophies and had to get everybody on board with it and get them playing on the same level that you weren't going to have miscommunication. This is a really disciplined for the most part, very cohesive defense, despite all the changes, despite all the injuries this year. And I really love this version of what, if you want to call it the Vic Fangio or, you know, Brandon Staley, whoever you want to give the credit to. This idea, like take the penny base, for example, right? Where they have the three defensive linemen, they have the, the two outside backers, they use single, you know, Devondre Campbell at inside linebacker, and then they use nickel personnel behind it. It's such a great package because it's so versatile and they can do so many different things with it. So the trade-off from last year, and God bless them, I mean, the Mike Pettin scheme had a lot of success too. But Mike Penton went so heavy with, you know, hybrid safeties and, and, you know, going lighter in the box like that. Well, this version of the defense still does that, but they do it with bigger people up front. And when you, and I think it's been able to really emphasize the strengths of Kenny Clark. I think Kenny Clark has become an all pro in this yeah. defense. I think, you know, Dean Lowry has been having an exceptional season. And certainly you got to give credit to Preston Smith and Gary for how they've been able to kind of stem this tide here with the hope that Zadarius Smith comes back on the other side. The, the two other aspects of it are, I think, the coaching. I think they have done a fantastic job from an assistant level. Jerry Gray to be able to bring in Rasul Douglas, get this guy up to speed and have him contributing in like two weeks later starting games for them and being able to take a guy that sort of had been a journeyman in the NFL and be able to actually make him, I think, a guy that's playing at a really exceptionally high level. Uh, I think that speaks to Gray and the culture that he's had in that room. And finally, Matt, it's the players. It's a bunch of hungry guys with chips on their shoulder trying to show that, you know what? Yeah, we don't have Zadarius Smith. Yeah, we don't have Jair Alexander. But we're still a pretty darn good defense despite it all. And for every single guy that's gone down on defense, there's been somebody or a combination of people that have been able to pick up that flag and keep running with it. So uh, it's blown me away. I, I would be lying if I told you that I thought this was all going to happen in year one. Uh, especially, you know, without Sidarius and Jair. It's it's remarkable they've been able to get to this point. And they keep proving people wrong, too, because I think there's a lot of people out there like, yeah, it's not really. Every single time they've put together so many consistent performances and the times in which they have had a letdown, they've bounced back big the following week. Yeah, I think that, like, I, I'm a very optimistic fan. Like, I'm always like, oh, Packers defense top five every preseason. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no matter what. But, like, even me, like, if you said, hey, Zadarius is, is going to go down, Jair is going to go down, we're going to have, you know, a middle linebacker that you know, most people haven't heard of, uh, a lot of other, of the other guys that went down. Yeah. And and, and they're going to be, like, on top ten in most categories. I, I think I would have been, you know, that's probably not going to happen, especially the first year in a new system. Preston oh. Smith, though, I had to give a shout-out to. First of all, he's my guy. Like, that, that's – I wear 91 every every Sunday. I love me some Preston Smith. It seems like he's, like – in on a, even if he doesn't get there, he's in on a lot. I don't know how many pressures he has, but yeah. he's always like around. Even that Rasal Douglas pick, like he he was coming around. He you forced know, he, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yep. was right there. So like, dude, I, I think I think Preston Smith is playing a lot better. I know he, a lot of people had opinions on him coming 
end of the season, but yeah, I think he came out firing. It's it's such a different deal with Preston, right? Because with Zadarius, they they move him around, and you know he's a big play guy, and he's had these these incredible sacks and forced fumbles. With Preston, the guy's just so darn consistent, and he's durable as heck. I mean, to be able to be able to play and whatever that was, 107 straight yeah. games plus playoffs. I mean, and then to miss one week with the quad, but then to come right back. And and I think you see, I, I made this comment. I, I think it was at, was it at the end of the Arizona game when he had the late sack and the game was sort of out of, you know, out of the way. But at the same time, I thought that was the perfect way for him to end it because he'd had such a consistent performance and he had affected the game so much and I, I think there's a certain yeah. amount of art when you watch the way he plays whether it is you know pass rush which I mean that's the money thing for outside backers the way he sets an edge uh, the different things they've had to ask him to do this year when there hasn't been a Zadarius available uh, he's been an impressive player and I think you know Rashawn will be the first one to tell you growing up in this defense with those two guys um, who have been sort of a yin and yang I mean they're they very different personalities but they've both been highly successful at the game of football. And I, I think that's rubbed on, rubbed off on him as well in a positive way. Well, I, I think that like with every player, like I, I say, like, well, obviously like with Jordan Love watching Rogers, anyone who's any receiver who's under Devonte, the same with like Donald driver back in the day, like he taught those guys like yeah. don't go down, you know, yards with the catch that that's what they always preach. I think Devonte is a lot route running. I think he's so every receiver under him is going to get better route running uh, guys that, under like Jair, he's young yet, but as he goes, like he's so good. You're gonna learn, like when you're playing with greatness, guys like you know Zadarius and uh, Preston. Uh, Rashawn Gary's gonna learn that. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously, he's got just the natural ability. He's got like he knows, but like when you're working with guys who are great, like it's only gonna be beneficial to you. Yeah, and and the thing I've been saying too, Matt, is it's like that. That's why I almost really. I mean, there's obvious reasons from a Packers fan's perspective you want to see Zadarius come back and see Jair come back, but you just want to see those two position groups play with those guys yeah. because they've done so much with the outside backers despite all the injuries. You get Whitney Merciless in. It looks like Merciless is going to be a really good player for them. I thought. He, in the three games he was with them, he proved there's still a lot left in the tank. I know there were some doubters out there wondering what he had left to give. I thought he proved he still had a lot, but unfortunately then he has the biceps injury. You look at the secondary and all this mixing and matching they've had to do. If you put in Zadarius into this defense with Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary playing this way, and you take Jair Alexander, a shutdown cornerback, one of the bona fide top two, top three, maybe top one, cornerbacks in the game right now you put those back those guys back on the field with those defenses with their defensive position groups I I just I think the story writes itself from a narrative standpoint I think that'd be the perfect way for this thing to go again though we got to see if that's ultimately where the road's going to lead yeah I I think this is a a championship defense I think this is what uh because like I you can't expect like your offense to always win it like I I saw someone up here had a question about special teams special teams obviously isn't doing what they need to do. Uh, but like you need, you can't have your offense just being great and your defense not really getting it done when it matters. Like yeah. everyone's seen like the old Packer, like playoff games, you know, we don't need to get into that. No, but, but, yeah. but no, like it, right. this defense can like close it down. This defense can shut it down. And I well, want to get to this comment because yeah. uh, that was a very good comment. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I, he compared me to Matt, Pat McAfee, but <laughs> Uh, he, 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 he knows my son, so I, I don't nice. <laughs> I just I say, bias, you, know I mean? <laughs> you need like a little posse though, somewhere. Yeah, if you're yeah. really going to complete the. Oh the yeah, I do. Thing. I need uh, and, and then you got to get this view too. Right here. Oh, oh, see, there oh look at I that. usually don't go close up because I don't, I'm not that visually impaled. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how many podcasts do you do where people just chug down beers while, while they're doing it? Uh, basically Nagler's. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, I Nagler, think that's probably it. He, he he gets a drink in it. But all right, so l- let's talk about about the offense. All right, mm-hmm. uh, I'll ask you a question. You answer it. I'll drink. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, l- let's start with with Aaron Rodgers. Like uh, he's uh, not like I, I don't know if, if he's like his his MVP because I don't really care about MVP like this year. Yeah. But like he's doing enough like in this offense. And like just the whole, whole offense as a whole, like Aaron Rodgers' season, I I don't even know his stats because I'm right. not a stat guy at all. I just yeah, but I don't even know his stats. But like he's he seems like he's having fun most weeks, like you know, because everyone always talks about his facial expressions 
like, oh, he doesn't seem like he's having fun. He's like, you know, you watch Twitter or whatever. He doesn't seem like he has fun. But sometimes he plays great and he looks really mad and he's telling a guy, ah, I'm supposed to go ahead, you know? Yeah. And then sometimes he's just smiling the whole game, even though things kind of aren't going good, then they kind of turn. So I don't know if it matters if he's smiling or not. I think it's a turtleneck. He talked about Pat McAfee. <laughs> so I think he plays well with the turtleneck, like when it's cold. But what are your thoughts, like, on uh, how Aaron Rodgers played this year. Yeah, I, I think he's played at a really high level, Matt. And, and it's funny. I, you know, I people have people ask, I mean, honestly, basically my entire time on the beat, ask about that kind of stuff with the, the facial expressions and his reactions. Uh, the one story I always like to tell is that it's like, I'll tell you what, if you follow me around with a camera all day, in my job, you know, if yeah. I, you know, if I have a 10, 12 hour day here, you can ask Taylor Rogers, this, the guy that shoots our Packers daily. I'm not always the funnest guy either to be around. And, you know, he has all eyes of the world on him at all times. But I think what matters the most is when you hear guys like Lucas Patrick talk about, you know, Rogers pulling him aside in the cafeteria and there might be an incident on the field, might give him some stern warnings, but then also understanding what he has to do to get out of that guy that ber- that best version of himself. And I think that's one thing Rodgers has always had a very good feel for. Uh knowing when he needs a heavy touch and knowing when he needs a delicate touch and and what is exactly going to work to motivate a guy. So this particular season Matt it's funny cuz someone mentioned in insider inbox one of the submissions was like, "Hey, is Rodgers do you think he could go back to back with the MVPs?" And you know, at, at first blush I was thinking, "Well, I mean it wasn't like last season, but then I went and looked at it. Russell Wilson came back down to earth. Kyler Murray came back down to earth. Joe, you know, Joe Burrow came back down to earth. Rodgers has been pretty consistent the entire season, and his passer ratings up to, I think, a little over 105 now. Yeah, I don't see why it couldn't yeah. be him. And especially from the standpoint, if you ask me who the MVP is right now, I think it's Jonathan Taylor, but I don't know if Frank Reich knows that. I mean, honestly, I, I think Jonathan Taylor, the way he ran the ball this year, that guy, there's no reason he shouldn't have had 250, 300 carries by the end of the year. And I don't think he's on pace for that. So if that's the way that Indianapolis is going to use him, I don't know, man. I, I think when you look at Rodgers and especially the way he's come on here, despite this toe deal, uh, he's got five more games to figure this thing out. But I'll, I'll tell you what, for where this offense is and how things looked when he wasn't on the field in Kansas City, I, I think you can definitely make an argument that he's in the running there for number four. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, the, the MVP I think this year is so weird. wide like, open. Yeah, because guys, yeah. There, there's not one guy who was just like 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 last year Rodgers, and uh, there was a couple other guys, but Rodgers, yeah. you know, he kind of everyone had that. Excuse me, everyone had that edge. So I'm not gonna keep it too much longer, but I want to ask you a few more questions about the. I get, I get long winded too, so it's partially my fault. No, I I know that you're uh, you got to go home. You got a family. <laughs> <laughs> you got a life to get back to, but uh, this running game. Because everyone yells, especially Aaron Nagler, probably more than anyone, run the ball. All right. So I, I think, I think you know, Aaron Jones obviously banged up. They tried to give him some touches. They tried to get him in there a little bit. But A.J. Dillon, like how good he is, like just running people over. Like how good, like assuming Aaron Jones, obviously he's going to come back from his injury. Yeah. Like, going to the playoffs, like how good can this offense be utilizing the running game and just like this whole offense? I'll try to get this all in one. Yeah. So I can get you out of here at a reasonable time. No, I, but, I agree. <laughs> So no. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and, and it's funny because a lot of people have been asking this, especially as you go into December, and, and Aaron Jones is obviously such a pivotal part of this offense, and, and A.J. Dillon, I think the yards after contact. I, I don't subscribe anymore to like the pro football focus stuff. I've kind of mm-hmm. gotten away from that a little bit. Um, so I don't know all the, the saber metrics or whatever on, on what his yards after contact are. I know what I see, though, and I see a guy that won't go down on first contact. And I see a guy that also, when you get the ball to him in space, can be a game wrecker uh, for a defense. I mean, when you get the ball out to, to A.J. Dillon and you can get an opportunity to allow him to get two or three you know, steps going, um, he can go zero to 60 pretty quick. And when you're moving that weight at two, you know, 247 or whatever it is, I mean, that's a, that's a tough object to take down. So the real catalyst, I think, though, Matt, for this run game, I, I've been, this has been sort of my tagline the last month, is I think it's David Bakhtiari. And we focus so much. He's a five-time All-Pro. He's a guy that very easily could end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame wearing a gold jacket when this thing's all said and done. But yet, for whatever reason, I still don't think he gets enough credit for what he does as a run blocker. Uh, His his athleticism at that position, being able to get out in space. I mean, you remember there there were times the last few years they were pulling him on, you know, tosses and things like that out to the left side. 
he's an exceptional athlete. And I think that's one area as good as he is a pass protector. I think that's one of the things they miss the most is just what he offers as a run blocker. Uh, I, I just think when it, you know, if you get Bakhtiari back and he looks good and you get, and you get Aaron Jones healthy, I still think there's a lot out there for this run game. And I think it's with, with how little, not little, but how light they've played uh, with, you know, Dylan with Jones in terms of just their overall workload. Uh, I can definitely see those being two guys as we start to see the cold, you know, kind of seep in and some yeah. of the snowfall, they, they can take this, this offense far come the postseason. Yeah. I, I, I think that, I think this whole offense, like if, if, if the offense and defense can click on the same game, like not not that they don't, but you know what I mean. No, I know what you mean. It's tough. Uh, it's tough to line has, it all up. Yeah, the defense has great games. The offense has great games. If they had them both in the same game, I don't think that there's a a team in the league that could uh that could touch them. No, but like because yeah, yeah. No, I think because no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Well, I mean, because I just think the when you talk about the defense, right? You made such a great point earlier about how you need a championship defense, and I remember there were so many times that I and this goes back to my press gazette days too, where I would write stories about okay, well, what was the the worst ranked defense that still won a Super Bowl, right? And I remember pulling out stuff about like the 06 Colts. Like I think they were 32nd against the run or something weird. And they still ended up winning. It's not that it's not possible. But when you go back and you think about the best Packers teams of the last decade, including the one that actually won the Super Bowl, a lot of them were able to control games defensively. In 14, they were able to control games down the stretch defensively. I thought last year at moments they were able to dictate terms and, and obviously ended up having a top 10 defense. So if those two things can marry up, if this offense can hit that next gear and defensively they can continue to do what they've been doing, taking the ball away, being really difficult to solve in the middle of the field and improve in the red area. Yeah. I, I think the sky's the limit for this group, especially when you're sitting at nine wins and you had to play 12 games to get there. I mean, that's it's a remarkable stretch Green Bay's had to weather, but now that they've gotten there, it's a huge opportunity for them having three of the last five at home. Yeah, I, I, I think it's key too. Like you say, like, but we had like that schedule that the package went to, like sweeping the NFC West, yeah. which was like a, some of the games that people cir- circled as losses, like, oh, that's going to be tough. They obviously lost to the Vikings, who are trash, but, uh, <laughs> Actually, right before we came on, I made a I made a post about the Vikings. Uh, Viking fans are so easy to troll. I, <laughs> I have to do. I know that you're a professional. You know what I mean? You're like, but I get to just say whatever I want. That's and, true. And, and just roast Viking Viking fan because like my whole thing is Bears still suck, but the the Bears fans kind of like don't give you know they don't bite into it. They're just right because like, you know. And I got respect for Bears fans, but Viking fans, I just use hashtag skull and say anything bad. They're all over me. And yeah. I, I don't know what it is about that. I don't know if it's the old Farb <laughs> stuff or going back yeah. to the Moss. I don't know, but it's it's most of my lifetime. That's been the preeminent rival for these guys. And for me personally, I've always felt like there's a certain amount of decorum that I that I have to show. And the other thing is too, probably more than any other media group in the in the NFL, I'm probably the closest with Minnesota's oh, yeah. team. Like they're fantastic in terms of the people that do what we do here in the yeah. digital department. So. But that being said, yeah, I mean the the rivalry yeah. and it's, there's you no have to behave like though. Yeah, <laughs> you have to behave a little bit. No, because like I have like I keep it respectful. Like I, I don't trap people personally. Right. It's, it's like you know we're having fun. Sometimes Viking fans they take it beyond that. Like they they get a little butt hurt. You know, what I mean they get in your feelings a little bit. I won't say too much because I I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what's funny though. So. It's all changed now that they have the U.S. Bank Stadium. We are like up in like a corner. It's still open air, but they threw us up in a corner because now everybody wants to use those 50-yard line spots for suites and, you know, sponsor stuff, make a lot of money off of it. When we used to be at the Metrodome, man, like I can't tell you. I mean, it it was the closest thing to like covering like a high school football game, honestly. And you're in that big dome. The fans would be able to walk like right in front of you and we had like Ted Thompson and everybody was like right behind us. I mean, like it all was right. So every single thing that a Vikings fan could say, we yeah, heard they, all of it. Yeah. They go right in front of the window. Right there. And it's all <laughs> open air. So like, it's just, it, it was me to the, my, you know, the other side of the room away, you know, and we had a little bit of an elevation, you know, I had the, the Highlander thing going on, but other than that, it's uh yeah, so I'm I'm very familiar with uh, with how Vikings fans can be. <laughs> That's actually like fantastic. So, <laughs> you should have seen it; it was nuts. Yeah, because I I've been on on the uh, on the tour and uh, mm-hmm. when I did the Rashawn Gary video, like we were at like the press 
box area. So that's where you guys sit, just like up, up on the tables. It's about as good as it gets in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's cool too because, like I said, there's so many places now that are that are pushing media group, you know, media to the end zones or to the corners. I mean, don't even get me started about FedEx Field, but like the thing that's cool about Lambo, and then there's other teams around the league too. But yeah, for us, I mean, we're just off the 50 for where the the main yes, beat you see it all. people are watching the game. So like, because you grew up in Green Bay, like obviously, I would assume you're a Packer fan, like in your heart. Like it's more, you know, obviously it's it's a job, but like, yeah. So like, it there's no cheering in there, right? There is no cheering. But the, so. the one I always disappoint people with this answer, though, Matt. I wasn't a huge Packer fan when I was a kid. No. You could bring my dad on here. You could bring. I have a photo of my wife and I when we were first together. We got tickets to a Packers game. I'm not kidding you about this. She's wearing her Bayport High School. We're probably like 19 or 20 at this point. She's wearing her Bayport High School sweatshirt. I'm wearing a black Lands End shirt. I mean, we we just I I was always a huge Brewers fan. Like, because if you would yeah. see me up close, well, you did that one time. But like, I'm five foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. I stopped playing football when I was like in fifth grade. So like, I never was a huge football fan. It never resonated with me. It wasn't. I mean, obviously, the Packers winning a Super Bowl was amazing. Don't take that for granted. 2010 was a very cool experience. Although I was working, I had to go down to Washington Street for the Press Gazette to do some work that night. But like. For me, it, it was a little bit different experience. So I think that's always given me a really good perspective because I understand the fan aspect of it. But also, if the Packers lose, I have a job to do. Yeah. Um, and I think you probably feel that too. Like, if and I, I know Negs does. If you you get so focused, like you might get upset or something during the game. But like once it's over, if you're doing a, a wrap up or you're doing a Q and A or you're doing interviews, like you got to get the job done because you want to get home. So, um, I think that in some ways that gave me a little bit of an advantage, but you know, it's green Bay's team. It's amazing. It's a good organization to work for, but uh, you know, having that, uh, I think has allowed me to be somewhat level-headed. Yeah. Maybe that, that's why you're so good at it. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one more thing before I let you out of here, what about these injuries? Like we got a bye week yeah. coming up. Uh, like are the Packers expecting anyone back? What? After the I, bye? I think the hope would be is to see where things are at with David Bakhtiari. And, you know, certainly I think it was, you know, getting activated, you know, he got a chance to come back, certainly, you know, trying to work through some things with that knee yet. So we'll see, see where he's at, you know, seeing where Randall Cobb is going to be at with that groin injury. I know that, you know, for us, that was kind of a weird incident because things are moving so fast. We didn't get to actually see it because you, you aren't really looking to see if he's injured after a touchdown. Right. So like, I think Cobb has been such a great role player for them at times. They're going to need him down the stretch, man. So seeing how he's doing with the groin injury and then ultimately just kind of waiting and seeing what's, you know, Zadarius and Jair, the big thing is going to be to see if the next couple of weeks, if either of them can get back to practice, because you're not going to miss that much time and then just, okay, they're back on Sunday. Yeah, You need to be able to get yourself back into this thing, work your way back in like Bakhtiari and some of these other guys have done. So even if it's not playing yet, seeing if they can get back on the field, on the practice field, or at least get closer to it is going to be huge. Because again, like I said, if they're going to make a deep, long run here in the postseason, which I think they definitely can do, you need to have two of your best players. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Like I I saw Ian Rapport over on Pat McAfee's show not that long ago. He was saying like December-ish, Cedarius Smith, hopeful. Yeah. I don't think he had, obviously knows, but he was like, I don't know if it's a guesstimate or whatever he was saying. It's great to see that they're there, though. Like, because I mean, yeah. that's telling. Because, like, a lot of times, you know, and guys can rehab other places. Balaga did, and then he came back and still ended up being basically ready for the, the start of the regular season after his ACL or the second ACL. But, you know, the fact that Zedarius has been around, the fact that Jair has been around, and the fact that Jair, I mean, has looked, I mean, again, he's not playing football, but like he's looked as good and as normal as he has. You can tell he's still doing his conditioning stuff and, and all that, that aspect of it. That's never a worry with him. Um, so th that's a positive sign because if, if it's, you're getting into December and those guys aren't around yet, or you're not seeing them all at the practice field, that's when you start to get a little queasy about, okay, is it going to actually happen or not? Yeah. Cause like I, I see this, uh, this is a question I get asked every single day. I'm not a reporter, yeah. but they ask me. So like, I, I, it sounds to me like they're thinking like before the playoffs, like, I don't think they're very hopeful of too quick. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they've, they've been so. I don't want to see evasive, but it's been vague in terms of there, there's been no promises given because I think the one thing I really liked 
that they've done with both Sidarius and Jair is they just kept it at, we're not sure. And we're going to yeah. see now they might have a really good idea where they're at, but you know, you go back to like 13 and, and the Rogers and the collarbone, and it was almost kind of like a week to week type deal. And then unfortunately for Aaron, by the end of November, that created a lot of tough questions like, okay, well, was he back? You know Yeah. Because you say too soon. Right. So yeah, I, I think it is, it's a lot of it is just, just kind of waiting and seeing. And then if you see 23 on the field, if you know, if you see 55 out there, that's when the excitement starts. But until then, I, I, I feel like it's always better. This is a very loose analogy, but in terms of like under promising and over delivering, but just not setting up that expectation because ultimately both of those guys had very significant injuries. Zadarius actually getting the, the procedure, Jair just trying to do this thing without it. You got to give them the time to get back and, and be able to give them that free will because much like with Bakhtiari, it's all great to get back, but you have to be able to play at that elite level once you're there to, to really give this team what it's going to need down the stretch. Yeah, I I, I I totally agree. Because even like David Bakhtiari, uh, you know, I don't think the Packers ever said anything, but people were hopeful like early on. So now they're always asked like, why isn't he back? Like, what's yeah. going on? Like, he's doing commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him on TV. He looked fine. <laughs> I, and I mean, and that's the biggest thing. I thought Bakhtiari had such a great quote back during training camp when we talked to him because he mentioned it isn't just about the ligament, right? It's about being able to build up the strength around the knee. I mean – that knee and the, everything around it gets so compromised through that because of the inability to, to work it out, to be able to, you know, do all the things that you have to do to build up strength around it, to have confidence. Once you get back on the field, December 31st. And unfortunately, much like what happened with, with Elton, that's a tough time of the year to yeah. sustain an injury like that, because there are no guarantees about what the next year is going to hold in terms of the beginning of the season. You have to be smart. I think the one thing that Green Bay definitely has going for it, I have not covered any other teams. I am not familiar with their medical practices. I know what Pat McKenzie and his staff do, though. And if it's my kid, that's the type of people that I want to have, you know, looking after them because they're going to look out for the person before we even get to talking about the player. And and I that's why I have full confidence that if David Bakhtiari's back out there, if he's number 69 is practicing. You know that all the boxes have been checked, the, the T's have been crossed, the I's have been dotted, and this guy, from a health perspective, is good to go. Yeah, that thing like with with left tackle, like there's a lot, you know. I mean, it, he's blocking people. That's a big on, on his knee. Like guys are going, you know, big, strong, athletic beasts of yeah. men are running at him as fast as they can to get past him. You're so, stopping yeah, a Mack truck like sixty yeah. times a game. Yeah, yeah, like no the, the dudes that would just like push me over. Our, uh, our run out. I'm going to get to this comment and then I'm going to let you go so you can go home and be at your family. <laughs> I think it's a good comment. He said, this has been one of the coolest Packer conversations of the year for me. So insightful oh. uh, for Wes and his background and love him even more now. So man. Uh, Thanks, Wes Max. Is- just got to make sure Max knows that the, the check or the, the PayPal will be you know, administered <laughs> after I get done with the show. He just needs to remember to send me his email. I will get that to him tonight. So where can people find you? Like, obviously, a lot of people, uh, Twitter, everyone knows, at West Hod. But, like, uh, you're, uh, like, you write and, like, you do all the things? Or yeah, I mean, also, as you found out, you can just find me in the parking lot, too, I guess, yeah. from, from how things work out. <laughs> but, no, yes, um, at West Hod on Twitter. Last year, I did finally create an Instagram I will not be creating a TikTok. I'm telling you that right now, Dude, Matt. Me and you can do a TikTok. We can do a little. I don't God, dance on TikTok. Right God now. bless you. <laughs> I'm done with social media. Like I, I, Instagram was the last one. There's no next frontier. This is it. Those are the two. Are you that on, get, nothing. Are you else. on Facebook? I, uh, yeah, but not professionally. And right. I've been trying to wean off the personal one too, just because of. Yeah, I, I don't use my personal, yeah. but I have a Packer one that I, I talk about. I steal your tweets. I screenshot. Put them on oh, my do you stuff. really? Nice. No, I, I do everyone. Good. But, uh, but yeah, you should probably follow me on my Facebook page. I will. Yeah. Next, yeah, time, I should. actually logged on today. It was the first time in like four months I was on my face. I actually changed my uh, my photo too. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Otherwise, Packers.com. We do our Packers Unscripted podcast. We do tons of videos every week and obviously our stories here down the stretch. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's the neat thing about it is kind of like, you know, what you, what you go through. Uh, I, I know I work for the team. I understand where my, how my bread is buttered and, and where the paycheck comes from, but I've really been appreciative. And the reason this has been able to work now for going on six seasons is that I get such an open 
opportunity to cover the team and do stuff that I want to do and stuff that I'm yeah. interested in doing. Unfortunately, COVID has kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench in that. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know, I think that's the thing that I, I enjoy. And I don't, you know, if you look at the stories I write, yeah, are we going to, you know, completely rip down and tear down a guy if he has a bad game? No. But the thing I've always tried to tell people is if someone's doing something well, I'm going to write about it. If something isn't going great, I'm not going to try to to tell you differently. It's just that when you cover a team with 53 guys, there's a lot of different opportunities, yeah. a lot of different stories. And my number one goal since I came on board almost six years ago now is just trying to give an opportunity for people to know players a little bit better, uh, their personalities a little bit better, and and obviously try to do some cool stuff along the way. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of the same way. I don't work for the Packers, and uh, <laughs> I think they're going to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, 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 I try to – talk about the good stuff like i i don't bash players like if players have a bad day i don't like run them down like you know i, I that just i i try to be positive like i don't know i'm, I'm yeah. just a positive guy but like i get it like when pe- people get mad at player messed up and he did this and that and, like have your say and do what you do i just don't like when people like tag a player on twitter yeah and, like, that's like my pet peeve is like they just had a bad like, can you imagine like you like for me like having a bad day at work when i screw yeah. everything up you come home, you know, you're like, oh, and then also you look at your phone, like you're a piece of crap. Like, oh, I needed that. Yeah, I get that now, but usually my boss. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's not actually like on a, a, a Twitter or anything like that. It's just interpersonal, you know, old school interpersonal communication. But no, I mean, that that's the hardest thing, Matt, is that I think Twitter and social media has been good for so many things unfortunately one of the negative sides of it is, is I think the instant reactions to everything, um, not just with sports either. I mean, just people, we, you know, I'll tell you what, there's a 10 minute cooling off period after games, right? Before players start talking to you. Yeah. That's for a reason. I, I think you almost kind of wish sometimes there could be a 10 minute cooling off period before maybe you tweet something, but you know, I, I try to make Twitter as positive if I can be. If people have criticism of me and they follow me, absolutely. I'm always open to hearing it. The stuff that drives me nuts is the people that are like, they don't follow me. They don't follow the content, or at least they just have a bunch of like hate tweets directed at me. That stuff stinks. Yeah. Um, that's the stuff I don't really stand for. But hey, if you follow me and there's something you have an issue with, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, let's let's engage about it. I mean, you following my content, it's not a one-way street. It's not just me telling you, you know, everything's rosy and, and fantastic. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be some tough conversations too. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think what people have to understand is the Green Bay Packers have won a lot of football games in the last 10 years. I understand there's one that they haven't yet, and that's the one that everybody wants. But to be in that position when you see some of the situations that these franchises like Detroit and Jacksonville and even to yeah. some extent the Clevelands where it looks like they're finally starting to ascend and they kind of plateau a little bit, it's not easy to win in this league and it's no. not easy to be those players on the field. So just understanding that and understanding that everybody is trying to win the game when they're out there I think is important to, to, to kind of be able to walk away from because as much as it is and as much as everyone wants to host the Lombardi Trophy – you have to be able to enjoy the actual process too. And I think sometimes that can get lost. I think that, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, but I have to give a shout to big B because this is true. How can anyone, <laughs> how can anyone trash on Wes? How but can I'm anyone a- hate big B? You know, <laughs> big B is awesome. So many, so, so, so many great Packer fans. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I appreciate your time. I know that you, you got all the way home. You came back just so you could have great audio. Well, hopefully the audio was good. Was the audio good? Yeah. It, it sounds good to me. You know, it's funny. Like a- after like, a- you when you started answering that first question, I, my uh, it shut me off. So I was oh. going. I did. I did get back into the studio. Did I? Did, I so bought weird. enough time though. That's good. Yeah, I know because I came back and you're still talking. I was like, all right, that's good. No, no, yeah. no. And now I told everyone, so I, I ruined it. I thought I was getting like the, you know, like at the end of the show where you get like, um, oh, yeah, what is it around get, the horn where you get your own screen? You yeah, get your you own get time. Your own... <laughs> I thought that was like, okay, we're wrapping up here. I get to do like a quick little, <laughs> hey, final take. But yeah, no, no, now that you you gave that away, sorry. No, but I, I I really do appreciate your time. I, I think people enjoyed it. People liked it. Maybe uh, if you want, you can, you're welcome back at any time. You know Absolutely, I mean? man. I appreciate you having me. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Go back, go, and uh, have a safe drive home. Thanks, buddy. You take care, okay? Yeah, you too, man. Big shout out to Wes uh, joining the show. Dude, that that was actually pretty awesome. That was pretty fun chatting up with him. We're going to wrap this thing up here in a minute, but maybe I'll have another beer you people talking in the comments a little bit. But uh, – Wes is like one of those guys that there's everyone, everyone loves. You know what I mean? I, I whether it's on Twitter, whether wherever you're you're watching, you're doing other things. 
Audio was great. All right, so we're uh, checking in on the comments here. Maybe I'll, I'll answer a few questions, and I'm going to send this thing off. Uh, yeah, all right. Max says, what a show, man. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I think it was, dude. I was a little worried because, like, I get a little nervous sometimes, people, when I'm talking to the smart people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's easy. I mean, I'm not, not, not that most of the people I talk to normally aren't smart, but you know what I mean? The guys who do it for a living. You know what I mean? They're uh, professionals. You try to clean it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, Evan says, Matt, that was fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 like what Jamie's saying over here. Uh, he's so down to earth. See, like, that's the thing. Like, when I have guys on, like, I kind of want to hear their story a little bit. Not just, like, uh, you know, talk Packers and drill, like, everything that they ever talked talk about, like, in their, like, for their job. It's cool that they come on and want to talk. But I kind of want to know, like, how did they get there? How do, how does other people get there? You know what I mean? Anyways, let's have a drink over here, people. But uh, appreciate you, Jamie. Jamie says, uh, you did great. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a professional at all. You know what I mean? I just drink beer. That's what most of my shows are about. You know what I mean? Scotty said, really enjoyed the show, Matt. Uh, Brett says, I love the Chris Farley picture. That is the goat. You know, my screen kind of reflects on it a little bit, which I don't like. But, yeah, Chris Farley is a goat. But uh, I want to give a little reminder, people. If you want a quick trip, green and yellow shirt, green and gold, whatever color they say it is. All right. Uh, you know, the Packer colors. Uh, if, if you go to quicktripmerch.com, you spend $20. You can get a quick trip uh, shirt for free. Let me uh, bring this up over here. Where is this at? Yeah, so go to quicktripmerch.com, spend $20, use promo code MATT, you get a free uh, green and yellow Quick Trip shirt. I'm going to be sporting this a lot. I was going to wear it today, but I, it's cold in this room. You know what I mean? I, I had to put a hoodie on. So everyone check out quicktripmerch.com. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I had so much fun. Big shout out to Wes uh, jumping on the thing. And uh, I, I, I think, I mean, <laughs> let me look at this. I think we're out this thing. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow on uh, Facebook, uh, list podcast, The Matt Ramage Show, iTunes, Spotify, all the places. Thank you all for tuning in. Go Pack Go. Let's get out this. You're listening to The Matt Ramage Show, presented by Quick Trip.